When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Former 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Bear, I'm doing a show. Turkey, ducky, turkey, ducky. That's great. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Wow, good to see you all. Everyone watching on Yes, great to see you. On Tiwi. Haven't seen you on ENN all week. I'd like to also say hello to everyone who we value the most. Ray Rowe. That's right. 98.7 ESPN or the ESPN New York app. Maybe you're listening on the podcast. We love you all. ENN tonight brought to you by our friends at Slomans, and I'd like to start off this post-NBA Finals ENN by saying good evening to Michael. Anthony and Clark. Anthony. Okay. What? All right, that's the first one. Bye. <laughs> and good evening to Don. Long is still big. And good evening to Don again. What about Cookie Monster? Because that's it's his essence. <laughs> and good evening to myself. First of all, you have a gigantic head. And lastly, good evening to the caller from earlier. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yo, it, it, that's almost the new go back ding mailing. What the caller version. Saying? I don't know what he's saying. Jose? Is he saying Jose? One more time. Hold on. Jose? Oh, what's and that? And by the way, name? Don, that guy wanted to trash you, too. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Well, what did he want to do? Uh, he, he, he just, it was a, along the lines of the woman from Syracuse said that you're a Yankee hater. Andrew, you screened it. Was that true? Uh, yeah, he was mad about, I think last year, Don, uh, there was a game Mets Red Sox, where you were rooting for the Red Sox to beat the Mets because it was going to make life more difficult for the Yankees in some way. That has stuck oh, with yeah, him for that. Yeah, that that has, that really bothered him. A year later, oh. it's still mm-hmm. on. His oh, mind. You know what? It, he, he he couldn't get on. He wasn't smart enough. Oh my! Well, what would your guess be? I would never ever okay. pass judgment on somebody's intelligence. Who am I to say? No, but I'm just trying to guess why the call didn't work out. There might be a lot of reasons. I, I know what Mike Don's thinking, though. It's Bubange. Yeah. He's he giving was, you Bubange vibes. He was stupid high. Let's, uh, he's smoking out was of Was that apple. a blunt? Right. <laughs> Let's go back to the finals last night. Back to Mellon. <sighs> Play-by-play of our good friend Mike Breen calling the amazing Steph Curry, putting a dagger to the Celtics. Curry along three. It's good! Steph Curry from way downtown! Some Curry K. Here in the third, it's the largest lead of the game. Curry chaos, I like that. He didn't get to have a great call at the end of the game. The way the, the clock stopped with 3.2. It was kind of just an awkward finish. Didn't you feel you know that what, way? You know what, Don? Can I tell you something? What is that? I'll never know how the game ended. You know why? <laughs> you were out. I was already outside the arena. Gone. See you later. Ghost. I was going to sit there and watch that nonsense. Sickening. It's a hell of a team, the Warriors, though. What can I say? They beat us. 
They really did. They did. There was, there was no joke, no fluke. No, it's not a fluke. I mean, it's got it. So unfortunate to realize that I told everyone to bet Golden State back in November. I, it wouldn't have been like if I'd put a hundred bucks on Golden State to win the whole thing. Think about how winner how how win win last night would have been. Because that was real money. It was like plus what, what do you say it was plus eight hundred. So you you had a soft landing whichever way the game ended. If you'd lost the money and your team won. Awesome. Yeah, it would be better if your team lost because even if they won yesterday, there's no guarantee they still could have lost game seven. See, that's so the you thing. De- you definitely want them to lose. See, last night would have been a chance for you, Peter, to just bet the Warriors. Well, that, that Don, way, you're right. Least, if there I mean, was you'd any, still be disappointed, and you would want to lose that money. But at least, hey, well, and I Don, I, tr- I I tried to go on FanDuel and bet, but unfortunately. It said you need a minimum of nine cents to bet, and I have three cents in my FanDuel Sportsbook account at the moment. Okay. It lasted for a while, I think from, like, the Super Bowl, close to it. Um, Let's hear from Clay Thompson taking a shot at a Memphis player, Jaron Jackson, who would talk some trash about the Warriors. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the regular season, and it pissed me off so much. I can't wait to retweet that thing, freaking bum. That I had to watch that. I'm just like this freaking cloud. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, that memory just popped up. You're gonna mock us? Like you ain't ever been there before, bro. We've been there. We know what it takes. So to be here again, hold that. Now I have a question. What, what Andrew? Am I missing something? What's so bad about the tweet saying strength in numbers? Like. He, was, he wasn't just saying it was like a team effort to no, beat them? No, 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 no. Strength in numbers was the Warriors' slogan. And so, oh, so I think was... Jaron Jackson was throwing that back in their face, right. got it, taunting got it, got them got with it. it. Okay. Who wants to be taunted, Peter? No one. It's not that big a taunt. I mean, like beating the 86 phrases. Mets and saying baseball the way it ought to be. <laughs> um, or beating the, uh, the 73 Mets and saying you got to believe. That, exactly. I mean, listen, I, it, it's a diss, but it's not like. But you know how players are, Peter. They hang on to this stuff. First of all, you have a gigantic head. Oh. I'll tell you, you know, what, you, know what, you know what energy Clay gives me? Long is still big. You may think I'm wrong for this. You may disagree with me. Mm-hmm. You may think I'm a, bad, I'm a bad guy for what I'm about to do. Mm. But I believe that this song. Maybe the most underrated and greatest Billy Joel song of all time could be about Clay. Oh, and me. This is a good song. Okay. Angry Young Man. I have a, can I ask you guys a question about Angry Young Man? Yeah, sure. sure. Was it a big song at the time? It was never top 40 hit, I don't think. It right wasn't then? like a hit. It was no. a... No. So, Don, you listened to Billy Joel albums. Yes, the first one that I ever purchased was Glass Houses. Got it. 59th Street was also very good. I got that. Well, and it wasn't, was it wasn't as good as 52nd Street. Or 50 seconds. What did I say? 59. I can't remember. I was young. You're talking about the bridge, Don. 
Yeah. He's talking he about the 59th Street Bridge. Yeah. You know, it was under the 59th Street Bridge. Simon and Garfunkel, right? No, they sang the song. They weren't under the bridge. Well, I, that's what I thought you meant. Under, we're not Chili Peppers. Under. No, the scores. I never went to the scores. Well, oh, oh, the scores strip club was. Did yeah. you go, Don? Yes. You did. Twice. Let's talk about this. Yeah, I'd like to okay. dig in a little bit. I mean, what I were the friends was, was it Chico there. and the Man uh, retrospective going on? At scores? <laughs> I mean, why else would you go in? Ah, because it was um, it was my idea for a friend of mine's bachelor party. Gonna need a name. Take us back, Don. Let's go back, shall this we? Would have been nineteen ninety three. Were you married by this point? No, you were not. No, I was not married. I was single. Okay. Right. My friend Ira Silver, who's no longer with us, oh. just recently passed away, like last year. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be girls, girls, girls. That's yeah, yeah. right. That's why Molly Crew wouldn't exist without strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. Oh, no, we are now back. That's, 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 um, I, they flew in their strippers. There was not one from New York. They were all from, like, Florida, Georgia. What, did you interview them? <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was kind of known. And when I was, I was nursing my $13 beer. <laughs> did you wear the Zubaz pants? Because that could be very... Not 93. Uh, Come on. Okay. Okay. Come on. All right, let's let's go back to the Warriors. Why? Steph Steph Curry. I can't picture Don getting a dance, if you know what I mean. I no. do know what you mean. I never. That's not I his style. Oh my god! You know what, Don? If Don, you thought the 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 car ride between him and Gigi was awkward. <laughs> Imagine Don receiving a dance like that. You know what he'd be saying to the women, Don? I mean, Michael. No, he's doing porn. No, he'd say go back to mailing. That's what I was, he said. I was, I, was, I was at a. I might have told you this. I was at a place like that with a few friends, and I and I just. I'm not interested. It's like again, I'm in a mood for a hamburger, so somebody pay somebody to wave a hamburger in my face it makes no sense. To me. Right. But you, sometimes you stumble in because you're out with some friends or whatever. And two women were dancing on the bar, and they did something that got everybody to go whoa. At the same time that Kevin Elster made a diving play in the Met game, and and I was, at the same time I'm going whoa. So my friends are all going, whoa, because these two girls started to kiss or something. I Meanwhile, I'm sitting there watching Kevin Elster make a nice play. So I, I've just got some information from a couple of sources, Peter, that <laughs> that day Don was overheard talking to a young lady named Tiffany mm-hmm. and said, hey, honey, I've got a fully stocked VHS library of every single mama's family if you'd like to come back and watch with me. <laughs> Huh? Mama's family. The Vicky Lawrence vehicle. Okay. You like Vicky Lawrence, don't you? I've got every Giants playoff win from 1981 through 1990 on VHS. That would have been my line. Don, Don's line would be like this, Michael. He'd be like, "Hey, have you seen that new popular Tom Hanks movie, Big?" And when she's like, "Yeah, I've seen that," he'd be like, "Do you remember the scene where?" He's working at the place, and he just orders the Super Bowl with no commercials. I have way more Super Bowls on tape than that, babe. <laughs> way more Super Bowls, all of them. Have you ever, have you ever watched Dorf on Golf? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have. I don't know if you know this. No big deal. I happen to have the Sports Illustrated football phone, and also. <laughs> 
goodness. Yeah. Lay that, what, you can lay out there. If, okay. you, if you'd like to come home with me, Tiffany, I can whip up some hamburger helper that you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. Or I tell you, my mom made some, and it's in the refrigerator. Right, right. Heat right. it up in the microwave I just bought. Okay, let's hear from Steph Curry um, talking a little bit of smack, talking about the hate, referencing some of the uh, some of the hate that he feels he got from Kendrick Perkins. Clearly, remember some experts and talking heads putting up the big zero of how many championships we would have going forward because of everything that we went through. So we hear all of that, and you carry it all and try to maintain your purpose. Not let it uh, distract you, but you carry that that weight. And <laughs> to get here, it all comes out. So it's, it's, uh, it's special. I have a question for you, Peter. I, I thought about this all day. Yep. A, it's a two-part question. A, do you believe that Kevin Durant watched the game? B, was he upset that Golden State won? I would say yes, watched the game. No, wasn't upset. Does I think he probably roots for them. You you do? No, I do. I do. I don't. I don't. I think he he's talked about the positive feelings he has for the whole organization. I don't. I think he looks back at that time really fondly, and I don't think he feels his legacy needs it. I think that's another thing that we do, and when we talk about, it, I don't think he cares. Kevin Durant's one of the best players to ever pick up a basketball. He knows. It. He doesn't. You need know what, Peter? Warriors you convinced me. <laughs> he knows every. No one talks about his championships in Golden State without saying that he was the best player on that team. Everyone knows. Those were his. So I don't think he can. No, but I, I get that. But does it make his decision to leave look bad? Because oh. the, the, the Nets haven't even gotten close. I, I think and, and by leaving, everybody thought he left Golden State for dead, and here they, they've won a championship without him. I, I, I think that he knew he was taking on a bigger challenge than he had in Golden State. I think he was aware. Golden State's, he couldn't, by the way, and Michael, you're overstating it, he left them for dead. He knew he was still leaving the big three that won a championship without yeah. him. I think people thought Golden State would come back. I think it's a little exaggerated that like everybody thought that they were completely dead. We all anticipated that eventually they'd get healthy. Well, I thought that when, when Clay missed two seasons, that that might be the end. Clay's important, and Clay didn't even play that great in the series, I thought. No, Clay wasn't, like, special, special, but he had his moments. I'm telling you, guys, the, the character you can't underrate yesterday was Draymond. Dr- Early in the first half when they were putting it together, Draymond had a couple of shots, and at one point, maybe towards the end of the first half, maybe it was towards the end of the third, the Celtics were going on a bit of a toot, and, and Draymond hit a knockdown three to cut it off, and I was like, man, ever since that guy was benched, he was a problem. Great job by Steve Kerr. Let's hear from Kendrick Perkins on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max talking about, not Steph Curry, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, really, he got pumped. I mean, Andrew Wiggins snatched his soul. This is the problem when you're offseason and you're training with certain guys. You know, because Andrew Wiggins and Jason Tatum for a little bit had the same training. Andrew Wiggins left. Jason Tatum still trained with this guy. And so it, it wasn't surprising that, that Andrew Wiggins knew every move, that he was sitting on top of the counters, that he was actually blocking Jason Tatum's shot. This is part of the game. And so when I saw it last night, to me it looked like Jason Tatum just quit. Because if the Celtics would have got anything, any type of tenacity, any type of dog out of him, they would have probably won that game last night. 
Don't you get the sense, Peter, that if Kobe Bryant, and he did, worked out with other players from other teams, he always held a little something back? Yeah. A little, little something for the, uh, you know, big moment. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a probably a pretty safe assumption. By the way, Kendrick Perkins also tweeted after the things he said about the Warriors. Well, let me go ahead and get my apology out of the way right now. I'm sorry, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and the Golden State Warriors for the disrespect this season. God bless America. I didn't know Kendrick Perkins was going full Don King. Only in America. I really don't understand it. Go ahead. Why you have to apologize for having an opinion. Yeah, you're wrong. wrong. Don't apologize and say I was dead wrong. Yeah, just say, all right, I was wrong. But to apologize, like, what, so are you offending someone? Not, Not everybody can win. I mean, you're paid to be an analyst, which means you're supposed to give an opinion, positive and negative, about the players, about the teams. So you yeah, got to apologize sort of when like, you're wrong or just say I was wrong. It sort of makes it sound like the original take was intentionally a slight. That's a good point. And, and, and I don't it think it right. was. It, it shouldn't have been. It should have been just an opinion. The Knicks reportedly one of several teams trying to get a deal done before the draft. Bing bong! They're trying to trade with the Sacramento Kings to get the fourth pick. Okay. Which would tentatively be for Jaden Ivey. Wow. Is that right? Where's uh, that drop going to be? It's rising. It's it's higher now than it was when Ian started. Which one? Oh, the guy? Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, I couldn't. That's the thing about a drop. It's, it's making a move right it's, now. It was a six. It might be a three or a two right now. Tom, by the way, I'm not looking at our at the at the monitor. Are you um, are you dressed up in your? Not no, yet, no. Oh, I haven't. I haven't on. seen anybody yet. Oh, because we're gonna go. Did off you yes did you starve minutes. yourself today, Don? Because the less you weigh, the better it is. It's not that important to win. <laughs> I mean, what? Don't you just want to be nice to the horse, though? <laughs> I think the horse can handle it. I think you should give the horse some beefaroni. See how you hold up. That wouldn't be good for me. I know. I want to see how you hold up. Now, n- not Malusis exactly. hasn't eaten a week. By the way, he's so he's so locked in and trying to win this. Not exactly what you'd call a clutch performance from Phil Mickelson. He failed to make the cut at the U.S. Open. Yeah, what was he? He was a plus seven at last check on the air. He had me do the uh, U.S. Open uh, leaderboard, and I thought I did well. You did great. He was seven under. No, no, Don, it got worse. From the seven <laughs> over, he finished 11 over for the tournament. <laughs> and he you was know what, 16. though? He still has $200 million he got from Live Golf. Michael, did you see how many of the Live players were just absolutely oh. awful yesterday? Mm-hmm. Where did Na finish? That's a great question. Let me Kevin Na was, was, was a, like a plus three or four, I think, when we checked. You know what, Don? Since you're bringing this up, I'd like to do this 98.7 ESPN leaderboard update uh, brought to you by welcome. Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is live in New Jersey. Visit Superbook.com for all the latest odds and promotions. Have a problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So let's get you caught up. Brookline, Massachusetts, the U.S. Open. The leader at five under, the great Colin Morikawa. Um, he's holding a one-stroke lead over four players, Buckley, Rom, McElroy, and Dahman. Now, Scotty Scheffler's at three under. Um, Xander Schauffele, two under. Keegan Bradley there as well. Now, who are some of the names I should be looking at? Uh, beautiful Brooksy's even. Mm-hmm. 
Justin Thomas, one over. Amatsuyama even as well. DJ, so he's a live player. He's one over. Justin Rose, one over. Same with Patrick Reed. Did you uh, hear John Rahm's um, talk about the people that went to live golf? It was really moving. He, he, he did the best job of articulating it than anybody. Yep. We, we played it one day while yeah. you were out. Really good. Really good. Sergio Garcia, of course, he's out there. He was four over, did not make the cut. Hazen missed the cut as well. Louis. As you call him, Louis, Louis Oosterheisen. Oosterheisen. That's right. <laughs> where's, where's Nothing Kevin? goes away, Don. Nothing. No. Kevin Na. Nah. Kevin Na nah didn't make the cut. Nah. Nah, nah he did. Nah. <laughs> hey, did you make the cut? Nah. Uh, before Michael has to leave us, we got to hear Mike Tyson on Jimmy Kimmel uh, reflecting on the now famous airline incident. I was wrong. That should have never happened. I'm, I'm, uh, that's me back in my primitive child stages. I shouldn't have done it, but I was just irritated, tired, and high, and pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still glad you did it. To be I don't want to hurt nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Michael always throws out A-Rod, uh, Don, for public comebacks. No one's on Mike's level. He, he literally... Just beat down a guy on a plane, and the entire world collectively yes. said he was right. <laughs> like, you couldn't have written it. 30 years ago, everybody would be wanting him in prison. Now, Don, I'm going to do something special, okay? I'm going to wrap up ENN right now. All right? ENN tonight, of course, is brought to you by our friends at Sloman's. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. We say goodbye to yes. yes. We say goodbye to yes, and also on the other side of this, today is such an epic day in sports history that our entire next segment, Don, will finish up ENN by doing on this day, because it's legitimately, you know it, one of the craziest days in the history of sports. We both remember it well. We'll relive June seventeenth, 1994 next. What are your thoughts? I'm looking forward to it because I know what you're talking about. Oh, you're damn right you do. It's uh, Peter and Don getting you to 7 o'clock on the K-Show on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Let me go back to ENN for a second, Don. On this Please. day, back in 1994, I was in Bethesda, Maryland, mm-hmm. preparing for the fact that my then high school sweetheart, I guess at that time you just called your girlfriend, was going to be moving from the United States to Czech Republic a few weeks later. School was wrapping up. My freshman year of high school was wrapping up. We were at my friend Leslie Feinberg's house. We were watching 
the NBA playoffs. Uh, finals. Yeah. Houston and the Knicks. And all of a sudden, we were interrupted by the news that OJ was on the run. Let's hear Marv Albert back on this day in 1994. Here we go. In this first half, we will set it to NBC News. Here's Tom Brokaw. Thank you, Marv. We are looking uh, once again at pictures of Al Cowling's cars. It makes its way along a freeway in Los Angeles in the south central part of that area. And we are told by the California Highway Patrol that O.J. Simpson is in that car. And before you know it, Don, we're all watching O.J. on the run. Now, for anyone who's young and may not know everything that happened, here's exactly the lineup of everything that happened on this day in 1994. Hey, Twitter world, is me, yours truly. O.J. Simpson, um, televised chase, um, 95 million people, more than viewed that year's Super Bowl, okay? more That is more viewers than the Super Bowl that year watched the chase. Uh, in New York City, there was a ticker tape parade for your 1994 Stanley Cup champion New York Rangers. The Knicks won game five of the NBA Finals versus Houston. To go up 3-2. So it's already one of the biggest days in the, in the history of New York sports. At Soldier Field in Chicago, the FIFA World Cup begins with the opening ceremony. The U.S. hosting the World Cup for the first time. And also on that day, Arnold Palmer playing his final U.S. Open round. He shot an 81 at Oakmont in Pennsylvania. Don, what do you remember about June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four? I was working at Sports Phone. There you go. So, of course, we had the game on, and everybody's freaking out because the game took second fiddle. A lot of markets they just left the game. At least in New York, they gave you a box with the game still on it, shrunken down. So we were obviously upset about not being able to see the game, but also, what are we watching here? How is this going to end? Are we going to see somebody kill themselves on national television? Is the car going to veer off the road? Are guns going to be drawn at this vehicle at some point? You had no idea what was going to happen. It ended up being very pedestrian and innocent by the time it all came to an end. But during that chase, no idea what was going to happen. None. And it really began a very surreal time over the next year or so with the trial and I remember Sportsphone actually had a um, an O.J. Simpson update trial line that you could call. And it was all-consuming. I don't know if there's anything I can even compare it to that, would, that drew that many people. But that night, it was one of the more surreal things that I've ever seen before. An NBA Finals game being taken off the air in most markets. New York and Houston might have been the only markets, Peter, in which they kept some portion of the game. Did you lose the game altogether? I think we lost it temporarily. I think for about 15 minutes we lost it. 20 minutes? I don't think they missed the end of the game. No, they eventually did get back to it. But I know there are certain markets that lost it entirely. New York at least got kind of a picture-in-picture with the shrunken picture of the game. But, Peter, I mean, how old was I at the time? 26? Just not knowing what was going to happen. It was it was insane. Andrew, are you too young to remember? He was ten. I do remember it. 
not incredibly well, but I definitely remember it. I think that they, in Philadelphia, I feel like I remember them leaving the game, at least for a chunk, like you, Peter. Yeah. And then maybe revisiting, maybe a split screen. But I, I do think I remember them leaving the coverage altogether for a while. It's it's such a crazy thing to think about. But, and and now, Don, here we are. And, Andrew, uh, we just found out the, the cities that we'll have for the next U.S. World Cup. I remember thinking, oh, my God, by the time I loved the World It was the first year I loved the World Cup. 94 was essentially my first World Cup. I'm guessing, Andrew, yours too, that you remember. Yep. So I, I fell in love with the World Cup in 1994, and I remember thinking, wow, too bad I didn't get to go to any games this time because by the time it comes back, I'm literally going to be a, a grown old man. And 2026, MetLife Stadium, among many others, it will be back. Crazy. A bunch of others, Atlanta. And as predicted, I am a grown-ass old man at this point. You've grown well. In 26, oh, God, Don, it's going to be even worse. I'm going to be a 46-year-old man. I think I'll be catching up with you by then. We'll be basically the same age <laughs> by then. I don't think that'll be the case. But Now, also, on this day in 2008. League MVP, defensive player of the year. Now it's time to add to your resume, NBA champion. How does that sound? Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Say what you will. I know KG is a mixed bag for some people. Don, it's one of the great post-game moments of all time. It really is. Like, it, in listening back to it, you feel how organic it is. He did not script that. He's legitimately losing his mind. Now, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, Peter, the year before, they lost 17 straight games. Yeah, that was the year before. And Doc Rivers put it uh, all together for a championship. And now Andrew's lucky enough to have Doc Rivers in Philadelphia. How do you feel about that, Andrew? Blessed? <laughs> Truly blessed. What, what's the more iconic post-championship moment? Is it the anything is possible, or is it LeBron's Cleveland, this is for you? Well, I, I'm biased, so I'm an, I'll lay out on this. For me, it's obviously KG, but Don, what do you think? No, I think uh, hmm, Mel Garnett's is the one that resonates with me. I mean, I instantly knew when you played it. it it's, it's almost as uh, – KG was almost as beautiful and inspiring as when after Larry won the first championship in 1981 – and spoke to the crowd in Boston and said, this is one of the happiest days of my life. There's only one place I'd rather be, French Lick. I mean, really? Would you really have rather been in French Lick, Larry? How good could it be? How good could French Lick possibly be? the lawn need to be mowed. Like, (laughs) exactly. Okay. Yeah, Larry just wanted to get back there and mow the lawn. All right, guys, let's close out with phone calls on anything. The NBA Finals, Yankees, Mets, the fact that I was absolutely right for leaving the game before the trophy presentation. Whatever you want to do. Wish Don luck on his harness race that's starting in a few minutes. 1-800-919-3776. Peter and Don closing out a big case show on 98.7 ESPN. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.